بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده أبرد سيستر سينس we have people leading salah and we like to give the opportunity to different people I think it's important for them to know the masail of leading salah and also for us the muqtadeen the people following to know the masail of following let me start with the issue of imamat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said there are several hadith so I'm, I'm just collecting everything together Rasulullah s.a.w. said the one who knows the most Qur'an should lead salah. The sharah of this Imam al-Nawawi others, they said know the most Qur'an means memorize the most or recites the best uh, or has more knowledge of the Qur'an. May not have memorized the whole Qur'an but has more fiqh of the Qur'an, understanding of the Qur'an. In another place, Nabi s.a.w. said one who has most knowledge of the Qur'an then he said one who has more, most knowledge of the sunnah. So that is fairly obvious. By this is also meant somebody, by the look of him, you must be able to see the sunnah. So for a beard, therefore, dress in a way, doesn't mean Arab dress, but means dress which is sharai correct, head covered, because this is part of the sunnah. To have the head covered, especially when you are leading salah, and especially when you are doing Jum'ah, right? There is only one hadith to the best of my knowledge where Rasulullah prayed without his head covered and they said he had just had a shower, a bath so there was water dripping from his blessed hair onto his face. Only one hadith. There is no other hadith that shows that Rasulullah ever prayed without his head covered. And this hadith also, if you, if you see the detail of the hadith, it seems apparently that he was probably praying Tahitul Majid or something because he was praying by himself. They did not say he was doing imamat with his head, covered, head uncovered, no. There are many hadiths, including the one of, of Ibn Umar anhu, who said that he saw Rasulullah on the member and he had, he had a, a black turban on his head. So the, 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 the report of a black turban, white turban, turban over, tied over the helmet, because if he was in armor, he would have a helmet, turban over the helmet, turban over a cap, and turban by itself. All of these are described in the hadith. So, sunnah means the appearance of the sunnah, and of course, the knowledge sunnah. Another place, Nabi Sallallahu said, the one who has most knowledge of fiqh. Now, this does not mean that a person has to be a mufti or something. It means he must know enough about the rules, especially related to salah. It does not mean that the imam is supposed to solve everybody's personal problems, but at definitely rules related to salah. Because obviously, if you are leading salah, you don't even know the rules, then it's a problem. Right? Now, that's, that is the part. And of course, the imam should be male, should be uh, mature, so a little small kid. Unless there is a reason, there is a, there's one hadith where there is a, where there was this little kid and uh, he, what used to happen was that their tribe lived just outside Makkah. 
So this little boy, he says that uh, any time anybody would come from Bakka going out of Bakka, my father would stop them and he would say, what is Muhammad sallallahu saying? Meaning, what is the revelation, what ayat have been revealed? So this, whoever it was, you know, they would recite oh, these ayat. And this little boy, Allah gave him memory, whatever he heard, he memorized. He said then, after a couple of years, his father decided, and his father was a tribe chief. So he decided that uh, he would take the whole tribe to Makkah and accept Islam. So he, may not be the whole tribe, but you know, big bunch of people, they came, they accepted Islam. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I accept Islam on behalf of my whole tribe. He said, okay. Then he said, Ya Rasulullah, what should I do? He said, now you pray. He said, who should lead? He said, the said, the one who knows the most Quran. So this little boy says, when they came back and they said, who knows the most Quran? Guess who knows the most Quran? This little boy. Nobody knows more than him. So they said, you lead. So now there's this little boy. He was like 10 or maybe, you know, less than that. He was leading Salah. He said, one day, he said, I was leading Salah. There was a tear in my, the kurta top he was wearing. And he said, when I went into Ruku, he said, after Salah finished, one of my, the aunties in the back, one of the ladies, she stood up, she said, what kind of imam is this? When he goes into Ruku, we see everything. So he said, my father got me a new thobe. And he said, I was very happy because, <laughs> because I got a new thobe. Right? So it's a little boy. But normally, that's not the normal. Normal thing is, adult, male, obviously Muslim, <laughs> cannot be a non-Muslim. So, and then somebody who is following Sunnah. Second issue about Imamat is, and this relates to the masjid and the home. Not Imamat with regard to supposing or praying outside or something, but designated place of worship. House and masjid. In the house, the sahibul makan, also called rabbul bayt, that is the person who owns the house. That person has the right to lead salah, even if he does not know as much Quran as his guest. Right? That is his right. So if you go to somebody's house and they say, please lead Salah, you say, no, this is your right. You are, you are the Malik of the Makan. Then if he gives you, if he says, no, no, I would, I want you to lead, then you can lead. Right? But never take precedence. Same thing in the masjid. If the Imam of the masjid, the designated Imam of the masjid is present, then without the permission of the Imam, nobody else can lead Salah, no matter who it is. No matter who, it can be the Mufti Az of the country, he has no right. To lead Salah without the permission of the Imam of the Masjid. Even if the Imam of the Masjid has less knowledge of Quran, has memorized less Quran, has less knowledge of Fiqh, but he is the designated Imam. So that designated Imam has the right to lead Salah. Only when the designated Imam permits somebody else, they can lead. Right? Otherwise, if you, if you lead Salah, Without the permission of the designated Imam, your Salah is invalid and the Salah of everybody behind you is also invalid. There is no Salah happening there. So that's another important point to keep in mind. And of course, the Imam has the right to designate somebody else. No problem. Usually in our culture, if there is a guest, if there is an alim, if there is a qari, right? We honor the person by saying, please lead Salah. Alhamdulillah, no problem. But if the Imam is present... And present means like Salah started, Imam comes later. That's not, we're saying if the Imam is in the masjid, Salah hasn't started. Time to start Salah. It is the right of the Imam to lead, not anybody else. Third thing is when you are doing Imamat is the issue of Niyyah. 
So first of all, niyah is in the heart. You don't have to recite the niyah. You don't say, I am praying four rakat of salah, salatul isha, facing the qibla in the Islamic center of Western Massachusetts, in West Springfield, 377 Amos Town Road. All this is not required, right? You don't have to say all this. The niyah is in the heart. You stand here, the niyah is there. But very important for the imam to consciously make the niyah in the heart that he is leading the salah for the people praying behind him. This must be in his heart. If the imam does not make the niyah, believe me, there is no jama happening. He is praying his own salah, you are praying your own salah. You think you are praying jama, there is no jama. That is why it is important for the imams to know the usul, the, the, the matayal of fiqh. Otherwise you are ruining everybody's salah because you never made the niyah. Especially important if there are women in the congregation, the imam must specifically make niyah that he is also the imam of the women who are praying. Now you might say, well, you know, how do I know if a woman comes or not? So the niyah you make is, I am making niyah to be the imam of this masjid for any of the men or women who may come to pray behind me. You make this niyah in your heart. Inshallah, your salah and their salah, everything is safe. If you do not make this niyah, then... <laughs> Those poor people are praying, there is no jama for them, right? And you pray your own salah. So please make sure you are making that near when you are being the imam. Then, sincerity of the imam very important. Especially when reciting Quran, especially if you recite well, believe me, shaitan comes to you and shaitan will tell you, oh, mashallah, what beautiful qira' and your salah is khalas. Because if there is riya, riya is shirk. It means that if the imam is reciting and in his heart is the desire to please the people, that imam is committing shirk standing here on the musala. That is very sad. It does not affect the prayer of the muqtadi. Muqtadi is in khushu because of your beautiful skhirat, mafi mushkala, very nice, good for him. But your salah is in big trouble because you are committing shirk. Now what must you do? Somebody asked. Shaykh Saleh uh, Al-Usaymin, they asked him this question. They said, I have, my qirat is good, so people push me forward, I read. When I am reciting now, I get this thought that I am doing riya, I am reciting for the benefit of people, for people to be pleased with me. So I shorten my, if I, if I decide, for example, if he's reading Salat Al-Fajr, he, he decided to read 30 ayat. Now, on the 10th ayah, he gets this uh, waswasa. He said, I read one ayah and I finish. What shall I do? He said, it troubled me. Al-Husaymi, ta'ala, he said to him, make istighfar. Internally, he doesn't have to say it loudly. He said, make istighfar. And then, if you decided to recite 30 ayah, he said, recite 40 ayat. Now, don't take that literally. If you stand there and recite 40 ayat, it will be time for door. Right? So, I'm just saying seriously. Meaning... He said, make istighfar and do more because the, he said, beat shaitan. Shaitan wants you to shorten your recitation because people are getting khushu, people are liking this, they are connecting with Allah, shaitan wants to stop that. So don't fall into shaitan's lap. But make istighfar because wallah alam, maybe there is a problem, some fasad of the niya. So make istighfar and do that. Right? So be very careful with that. Another thing which I always advise, this I advise everybody, I do it myself, but uh, especially imams. Record your recitation. Right? Just put your phone there, record it. Once you finish, go home, open the musaf, listen to the recitation and then read the musaf. See if your tajweed was correct or not. 
ఐ క్యాన్ ఆల్మోస్ట్ గ్యారంటీ యూ ఇల్లా మాషాల్లా ఐ కెన్ ప్రూవ్ ఇట్ దెర్ ఈస్ నాట్ వన్ పర్సన్ దర్ ఐ నో హూస్ తజ్వీద్ ఈస్ పర్ఫెక్ట్ బంది రిసైడింగ్ సలా నాట్ వన్ ఐ డోంట్ వాంట్ టు నేమ్ బట్ నాట్ ఈవన్ వన్ ఐ కెన్ ప్రూవ్ ఇట్ ఐ కెన్ రికార్డ్ ఇట్ ఫర్ యూ అండ్ యూ కెన్ సీ ద ఫన్ నౌ వాట్ షుడ్ యూ డూ అగైన్ మేక్ ఇస్ ద ఫర్ ప్రాక్టీస్ యువర్ తజ్వీద్ రైట్ అండ్ మేక్ ష్యూర్ యూ నో ద రూల్స్ ఆఫ్ తజ్వీద్ ప్లీజ్ అండర్స్టాండ్ మేకింగ్ అ మిస్టేక్ ఇన్ తజ్వీద్ ఈజ్ నాట్ అ ప్రాబ్లమ్ ఎవ్రీబడి మేక్స్ మిస్టేక్స్ బట్ ఇఫ్ యూ డోంట్ ఈవెన్ నో ద రూల్ దెన్ దెర్ ఇస్ అ బిగ్ ప్రాబ్లమ్ సో ప్లీజ్ లర్న్ తజ్వీద్ యూ షుడ్ నో ద రూల్ sometimes makare there's that things happen there is not you know and it, it also believe me it does not nullify your sala and so on unless you make a a mistake which changes the meaning of the word even that if you do it unknowingly it still does not affect your sala if you do it knowingly obviously it destroys your sala but why would you do why would you do it knowingly I mean, you know unless you're crazy so that you won't do but by mistake but do this i mean just practice record your sala your recitation and go and open the musaf read it you don't need anybody to correct you you can see it for yourself that's why you must know the rules of tajweed if you don't know the rules then even then you can't you don't know what mistake you made so make sure you know the rules of tajweed according to that then read it inshallah then you are good right final point and we'll come to the muqtadin tomorrow i don't want to extend this final point is it is the job of the imam to be conscious enough of who is following him and if there are people who are elderly uh, maybe in the women section there are women who have small children and so on and so on then don't make your recitation so long that it becomes a test for everyone right to somebody with arthritis somebody with some problem they can't stand they are going to fall down and something don't do that make sure that your recitation is such that it is comfortable for people don't extend it too much also don't make it so short that you know you are saying just every sala khurwala wadinata no no make sure that you are reciting properly but at the same time don't extend it so much that uh, it becomes a test for people right there is a there is a again from the hadith one the sira is full of these saad bin abi waqas radhiyallahu anhu no uh, saad bin maad radhiyallahu anhu the head of uh, the banu aus uh, he used to come and pray salah with nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in masjid nabawi sharif then he would go back to his qabila and he would lead salah there now i am introducing a new masala of whether the nafil of the imam is valid or will leave that aside there the different opinion among the hanafi and the shafi i am not going to come to that now but this is what he used to do alhamdulillah it's valid D- different opinions of different ayma i won't go into that now but what he would do is for example in salatul isha he would recite suratul baqara in the first ayat so two and a half juz in one ayah in in waraka right so one day one of the people behind him he uh changes niya he completed his salah and he left so someone told him so he complained to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam called that man he said what happened he said ya rasulullah what can we do we are we are already waiting it is late because he is prayed there now he comes here we are already waiting for him it is late in the night now he comes and he is reciting you know two juz three juz in one ayah in one raka we i am i said i i cannot you know it's simply impossible for me to so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam got angry 
he got angry he said to him don't do this sir he said have consideration of the people behind you there are people with all kinds of reasons so don't make salah into a test for them don't make it into a musibat for them that people then don't want to come to the masjid because if i go to the masjid i've got this musibat that imam is going to start something what do i do so best stay home don't do that right so these are some uh, things i wallah alam i hope i can i uh, covered everything but we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to uh pray and to lead prayer in a way which connects ourselves to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and becomes a means for others to connect themselves to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika rahmatullah